What is going on, squad? Welcome to the Change Lives Make Money Online Podcast, the number one show for online trainers who want to make more money, change more people's lives, and have more of an impact on the world, all without spending thousands of dollars on a website or even paid ads. My name is Brian Mark, and I've been an online fitness coach for four years. And in my four years of online coaching, I helped over 1,000 online fitness clients completely transform their lives. And in the last year, I decided to start stepping up and sharing my knowledge with personal trainers on how I quit my job and I took my business online. And in the last year, I've helped over 100 online trainers quit their jobs and take their businesses full-time online. Now let's get into today's show. What is going on, squad? Welcome to the Change Lives Make Money Online Trader Podcast. I'm your host, B-Mark Fit, and I am joined today by one of my clients, friends, and mastermind graduates. His name is Farshad Sarafi. So I'm really, really stoked to bring Farshad along on this, uh, on this podcast. This dude is a hustler. He's got a ton of insight that will help every single person that's tuning in uh, level up their online fitness business. So I'm not going to introduce you, brother. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. What's going on, brother? Tell us a little bit about you and what brought you to this point that you're at today. So I'm Farshad. I'm an online fitness coach. Uh, I work mostly with entrepreneurs and then I work with some athletes as well. Um, it's been an interesting journey to say the least. I kind of got into coaching, helping people for free in college just because I was always big into lifting because I went through a series of injuries and things in high school that kind of derailed my playing career. So I figured at some point, you, you know, this is no longer the way to do this. Um, so I got, even though I was going to school for accounting, I got more into like the science aspect of things and got put onto a few people that really changed the way I see everything in terms of coaching, fitness, lifting, eating, like all of it. So, um, I didn't really take building a business seriously until maybe a little over a year ago. Um, and I didn't really have the tools. A lot of these other coaches were making very empty promises, I guess is the best way to put it. So, um, you and I got connected through a buddy of mine and it's made, it's definitely made a huge wave from at least the marketing standpoint. Cause I think that was always my biggest struggle. Yeah, dude, I love it. So, um, before we kind of talk about like what we've done together, which is awesome. We've done some cool stuff. Um, I want to talk about like you and your transition. So I feel like everybody, like, so you had your own fitness journey where you kind of like, you fell in love with it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. what part of your life, um, kind of made you realize that you wanted to be an online fitness coach? Like what was that transition for you? I think it was just like, more and more people would just ask at the gym and then like more of my friends, like I go visit my friends in LA and their friends would want to work out with us. And they're like, man, you just know so much. And I I always found that interesting that like, even from a distance, I would give them tips and they'd be like, yo, like I've lost like 15 pounds since you made these couple of recommendations. I'm like, wow. Like I would have never thought. And like, that's the one thing I think I told you early on. I never had any of the people I helped early on take screen pictures, screenshots, document weight, but like, I saw it happen. So it was yeah. one of those things where it was like, wow, this is, this works. And then kind of seeing how everybody in social, the one thing that really bothered me is a lot of the online space people who are quote unquote, the authorities, they don't really do good with teaching information. And I think their agenda a lot of times is money and not the actual art of teaching someone the habits, the strategies, the behaviors that go into getting results. So that's kind of where I got frustrated where I was like, okay, you can sit here and tell me how you have this great app and, have this great body, but like you don't actually understand the individual and that there's so much more that goes into this than just saying the word calories or calorie deficit or macros or whatever. Like there's so many layers to it. So I kind of started taking it upon myself to say, Hey, what can I do? Cause I know I can make a difference, but it's really getting out there and be able to show it and work with more people and just continue to building your network. Yeah. I feel, I feel you on that. So I, I want to touch on that. Cause I think that like the marketing and sales aspect, I think that that's like, 
the sexy lure, lure of online training, right? Like everybody yeah. wants to make the money. Everyone's like, mm -hmm. I want to make 10K, 20K, whatever. Um, and in that process, I think that there's a lot of coaches that come into the industry that might not be fully ready to transform or might not even be thinking about, you know, um, it's not only about the money, it's also mm -hmm. about like the impact that you're making on the community. And yeah. dude, I, I feel the exact same way. Like, I think that there's a lot of online trainers that, you know, don't really know their stuff that might be, you know, shooting mm -hmm. for higher levels of income. Um, but that's the same in every industry, right? Like every mm -hmm. industry is going to have those people that are uh, money hungry. So, um, and I, this, this is a really good topic too, because I think that there's a lot of online coaches that have the knowledge, but mm -hmm. uh, they don't have the marketing. Mm -hmm. And so there's probably a lot of resentment in a lot of online coaches because they're like, dude, like I'm watching this dude on Instagram posting th stuff that, you know, he, I might not necessarily agree with, but he's making more money than I am. And mm -hmm. so that's where it's like understanding that like that marketing does play like a big role in it because it's Absolutely. not just about the knowledge you have, right? Like you've yeah. been smart forever, but like, I think the biggest difference for you is like really when you started learning like the marketing strategies. So it can't, it, it's not just about what you know, because you also have to sell that information mm -hmm. to people, right? Yeah. And I think the funny thing to me is like, once you learn sales and marketing, it's for me, I noticed it's, it's one of two things happens. It's some people just deviate from the ethics standpoint where it's like, okay, you 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 figure it out like it's like anything else if you figure out a funnel on the internet if you figure out how to scale social like it's incredible what the internet can give you with a push of a button yeah. like realistically it's just i don't think people do as great of a job being an actual coach and understanding like how to serve the individual yeah um, and i think that's been my biggest issue because sometimes i see i actually see two things i see people who have a lot of quote-unquote credentials and they have all this backup and research that they've done and yet they're still stuck in doing things one way. And I look at it and I'm like, you're not really a coach. And then I have, I have friends who have no degrees, but when you talk to them, you would have thought they went through a PhD program. Like I have had actual scientists be like, did you go through a PhD program? And I'm like, no, it's just being aware of what actually goes on and understanding human behavior. And yeah. I think that's, that's the interesting thing is I see people who, you know, they'll, they'll sell out just to make a dollar because you know, that's what pushes their needle forward. But at the end of the day, I'm like, is that really, is that the kind of re reputation or legacy you want to leave? Yeah. And dude, I, lo I love that. Um, I talk about this, like, I don't know if I've talked about this in, this in a podcast, but I wrote a post about this recently, how I basically have two things that I care like immensely about. Number one is business growth. Like for me, like I'm, I'm a really numbers driven person just because mm -hmm. if I can track my numbers, I know I'm getting better. And if my numbers aren't good, then I know that I need to improve them. Like numbers for me, like it makes sense. It's easy to track. It's kind of like why I like competing as well, because like competing is like, mm -hmm. you want to look a certain way on stage. And so you have all these systems and processes to look this way. And mm -hmm. if you look this way, your systems and processes are good. And if you mm -hmm. don't, then your systems and processes are bad. So right. that's kind of like how I track. So number one is like my business has to grow. But mm -hmm. number two is that my clients have to get sick results. Like mm -hmm. those are, that's like my fundamental belief. And, and I try to drill that into my clients as well. Like if you come into my coaching program, like it's not just about, you know, making money. It's not just about training nutrition. It's also about coaching. So for you, like, what do you think uh, makes a good coach? Then if you think it's like coaching is the, the element, like, what do you think makes a good coach? I think if you're willing to tell your client that you don't have the answer and I can, I have clients who will tell you straight up, like they'll ask me something and I'll straight up say, I don't know. But I've been fortunate enough over the years where I've spent a lot of time networking and meeting new people and building relationships with some very interesting people in terms of what they do with research. Like I, I have a couple of people I've been able to build relationships with who are right in the nitty gritty of like performance data. 
So mm-hmm. if I don't have the answer, I can go ask them. There's other coaches who know considerably more than me. Like I remember even in our program, Nikki, for example, was, I had a client who had Crohn's and she was like, here, here's some information. I'm okay with not knowing everything. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing is admitting you don't know everything. And I think the second thing is how much are you spending time learning on your own? Cause it's, mm. things evolve. And I think one thing you learn about online coaching is there's levels to mm. what a client is looking for, like getting someone in shape and, you know, healthy. That's one thing, taking them to another level from there. That's a whole nother understanding, but mm. it's a conversation I had with uh, Mason last night. actually, the more, you know, in depth, the easier it actually gets to serve your clients because it's mm. like, you can see other angles. And sometimes I hear coaches, especially on Instagram, they're like, Oh, progressive overload and, and, you know, calorie surplus and macros and all this stuff. And I'm like, you're so general. And I understand you're trying to attract attention to make it look like you're an authority but you're missing things. And then if I look at your program, you've completely like dropped the ball. Like sure, they're going to see some results, but then later you're going to be like, oh, well, they only got, they only made a 10 pound loss. And I'm like, well, what if you could completely change their entire physique and their life and their energy and, you know, just the way they operate. And I think it, it goes deeper than just, oh, I can write you a program. And kind of like, I think you and I have talked about the people who sell eBooks. I think it's a, it, it works to certain customers like certain yeah. people can go i you or i can probably go buy an ebook and do great with the program because we're much more advanced but yeah. i just think the general population will do that buy it spend 50 bucks and then like well i got some results but this was too much for me and it's because they don't understand that what where they are now is not where you need to be to do those programs just wanted to take a quick minute to say i want to change your life if you're listening to this podcast then you know that i have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business so go to my instagram at the real brian mark and dm me the words more clients i'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is we'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business and i'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next again go to my instagram at the real brian mark and dm me the words more clients and i'll reach out to you to see if i can help now let's get back to today's episode I, it's it's funny because I uh, I'm, I'm writing a post um, and it's actually my next post and it call, it's called um, if you're selling ebooks you're an a hole so mm. I'm really excited to write that because you're right like not only like so a lot of people don't need the training nutrition like guidance from an ebook they need a coach like yeah. somebody that's gonna motivate them to move yeah. like if they only needed you know training nutrition and like that kind of guidance like they could yeah. go on Google and they could search how to like write a meal plan or like meal plan for someone who like, those that information's out there so it's like coaching is about more than just that um so yeah i want to transition because uh you crushed it in the first in the first like three weeks of pt dom i think you made over 10 grand in the yep. first three weeks am i right yeah I okay um so uh so some clients come into the program and they're just like they smash it like immediately they're mm-hmm. like boom they crush it some clients it takes longer like it's a mm-hmm. slow burn but it always works so for you, like, why do you think you came into the program and made 10K right away? Like, what do you think was like one of the differentiating factors that made you different? I think for me, it was like, I was trying to post a lot of content and put like good stuff out. And I guess framing the call to action was something I was never good at. Cause I felt like sometimes, sometimes I, I see people and it's spammy. It's like CTA, CTA, CTA. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how many times are you going to tell them something? And like, I'm a big believer and you need to do your own horn and like show your value. But if all I see is CTA at some point, and especially right in the heading of every single post, it's like, yeah. okay, so why would I continue reading? So that's where I was struggling. And I was like, sometimes, you know, you post something and then you put the CTA at the end and sometimes people just don't get to the end. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of understanding how to have my messaging lead towards, you know, 
DM me, start conversations, like engage better, like get people to start those conversations with me. And I think that's completely changed the game. Like even right now, I'll get probably three to five DMs from random strangers on Twitter. And it's like, like I, I just posted something and I put like a thread about one of my clients and all of a sudden they're like, hey, I saw this thread. I have a couple of questions for you because I'm working on this. And that leads to planting seeds for the long run which i think a lot of people miss like it doesn't always have to be you put a cta and 20 people come to your door and they're like sign me up like sometimes it's you know put put more out put more out put more out and then someone eventually be like okay this guy's clearly done this 20 30 50 hundreds of times let me ask him for more maybe i'm interested and then you get into that conversation from a sales standpoint beautiful so it's like you weren't like it's funny because you didn't come in looking for the sales like it wasn't like you were like hunting for it and that's what most most people are Right. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Most, like a lot of people come into the program. They're like, yo, like, how do I make money? Like immediately, which is cool. Like I'm, I'm all about that. But I also believe in like, I also believe in planting seeds and mm-hmm. for me, like, yo, I, I went live on Facebook like every day for two years straight. Like that's how I built my business. And yeah. like, that was a pivotal part of it because I was always showing up and delivering value. And then people would start conversations with me and those conversations would lead to clients. Like that's how mm-hmm. it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. Okay, so you're um, you're super active on all the platforms, brother. You're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything. But Twitter is obviously your jam, and that's mm-hmm. not my jam. Um, so, uh, dude, like, what are your what are, what are your Twitter stats right now? Like, what like how many? I think what, I can pull up the dashboard. You can. I'm actually it's... not very Twitter savvy, so okay. I don't even know what the stats like mean. But I'm sure they... the people that are like on Twitter are gonna know what you're talking about. So yeah, I'm it's gonna, it's I'm gonna com- let you be the expert here. It's completely like this. I haven't I didn't tweet as much this month, but it's like crazy. Like, I I I was looking at this before. Like the amount of impressions like an Instagram get post gets versus Twitter is like crazy. But like just in the last. 20 days i got over half a million impressions there's my following in this year alone has almost 5x like what, how I many get, followers do you have on twitter i'm up to 2200 but i was at like four something at one point yeah um and it's funny like twitter's the one place where if you like everyone says go comment on other people's comments on instagram facebook whatever but like yeah. twitter's the one place where like if you engage and you really play in the ecosystem it's all copy based for the most part like yeah you can post photos yeah you can post videos but a lot of times it's like oh what did you comment like what did you say and yeah. i think a lot of times i see people get on twitter and they don't give it enough time like i i had a friend who had shown me like his twitter audience had grown from like zero to like 15 20k in like 18 months yeah like, this is crazy and he was like you just have to be patient he's like learn how to engage with people like one of the the funny things i've i've learned is like just like they say it goes down in the dms on instagram it's the same thing with twitter but you're very well off engaging with people in other ecosystems yeah. you have larger followings because you can build relationships you can literally like dm someone and say hey love your page love what you do give them a follow talk to them engage and then it's funny like the byproduct of building relationships with people in other ecosystems is you might tweet something interesting like once you get good with the copy they'll retweet it and now it's in front of their whole audience yeah. so there's like the ripple effect of understanding like whose audience you're actually getting in front of. Um, And there's a lot of like little nuances, but I would say the two biggest things you really learn on Twitter is how to write good copy and then how to really engage with people because it translates right into everything else I do. Like engaging with someone on Instagram or Facebook becomes considerably easier to create a conversation that leads into a DM, that leads into a call sequence. Like, so I think that's why Twitter is the easiest for me because I don't think I'm like the most creative visually like even my i like the videos that i've been doing and i can i've definitely gotten a lot of good feedback that they're helping but on twitter it's like you know you engage with people you can 
have a thought and put it out there. And then all of a sudden you have people up your ass about something you said that might be controversial, but that's a good thing because yeah, yeah. So you, you get, you get most of your leads from Twitter, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy. How many calls like a week would you say you like on average you book from Twitter? Uh, like trying to book or versus like when I, like when I try, it can be north of 10. But like, no, like sometimes I'm just like, lazy. You, you not lazy so much, but I've learned like you just need to put content out. Like you can yeah. put your thoughts and like you have to brand yourself that's like true to who you are. But like three to five without putting in, like I'll have three to five people reach out. Like I have calls booked this weekend from a guy in the Philippines, one guy in Canada. Amazing. Um, another, and it's just like, oh, we found you through someone else retweeted something you said. We started following and we love Amazing. what you put out. Like, yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's crazy. I love it. I'm a, I love it. Um, okay. So uh, dude, you've had some massive success um, in your uh, online training business. Mm -hmm. um, for those online trainers that are looking, that are like listening to this uh, podcast or listening to this broadcast and they're looking to duplicate your success, uh, what would be some advice that you would give to the brand new online fitness coach? Uh, the first one is don't be dogmatic. Like don't believe that there's just one way to do everything. Like, I have one client who's doing keto and I'm coaching them through keto, but like we had an extensive conversation that that's what's going to work best for him. Like that's what he feels he's going to adhere to. I have another client who we're using intermittent fasting as a strategy. I personally don't use any of these things. Right. Mm. But I have studied them. I've spent a good time learning. I've tried a couple of them over the course of my time, but I've realized like you have to be willing to accept that people's behaviors are their behaviors and mm -hmm. modifying them is fine. But if you try to do something extreme, it's highly unlikely they succeed. So you have to learn how to be, be true to who you are as a coach, but don't be dogmatic and be like, this is the only way, like find ways to be pliable for your client. Cause at the end of the day, your goal is to serve them, get them results. Like it's one thing if a client comes to you and says, Hey, I want to be better at performance. I don't want to eat carbs. You might have to sit down and talk to them and say, Hey, that's, maybe not the best way to improve your performance, but yeah. especially with general lifestyle clients, you have to find the systems that work best for them. And a lot of mm -hmm. times that involves some extensive conversation and understanding why they are the way they are. And I think that's the big thing. And then the second thing is like, I notice a lot of people are like afraid to speak like to what they believe in, especially mm -hmm. on social media. Like Twitter's the one place where if you're polarizing, you just have to be ready for the backlash that comes with that. But that's a good thing. Like mm -hmm. being true to who you are, I think is, when you show that, even if it's not always the most agreeable thing, even if it doesn't always sound the nicest, like you have to be able to be at peace with, okay, I'm just going to say how I feel. That doesn't mean you go on a rant and go rip every single person's head off, like mm -hmm. as if you're insecure, but it does mean, hey, this is how I feel. This is how I see it. Open to conversation and be willing to have those conversations that go there because people will respect you more if they know it's not coming from a place of malice, but you're very, very clear on who you are and what you stand for. Amazing. So like actually taking a stand for something. Yeah. And like actually like voicing your, I think, I think a lot of people are afraid of like rejection or, you know, afraid, you know, somebody's going to say something like rude or mean. So they like, yeah. don't put that thing out. That's like, this is controversial, but this is how I feel. And owning that you can be wrong. Like I read, there was a time where like probably four or five years ago, I was like, oh, you should do fasted cardio. Mm -hmm. Now I, now I know better. I'm like, Hey, I, I was wrong. I did say that. That's what I believe. That's what it is. You move on. Like as, if you show you're human and you accept it, yeah. great. But you also have to be able to say, Hey, like I'm, you're a coach. You have to be willing to adapt and change and cha things are going to change constantly with research, with training. So you just have to be willing to say, Hey, this is what I used to think. Some things came out. I believe differently from experience and from research. Great. No problem. But mm -hmm. voice it like own, own your L's as much as you want to boast your W's and toot your own horn. 
Beautiful. I love it. Okay, dude. So in the last, uh, what, what would you say your, like your success in the last like three, four months, like uh, numbers wise, like how much have you made from your online business in the last three or four months? It's like north of 25K. 25K? Yeah. How, and, hmm? how good is that? It feels good. I It, it feels good. I, I think I'm noticing more like when I focus on things that I guess baking myself a better coach first and then mm -hmm. transition communicating that message more business comes from it. I, I, I was having a conversation last night and I was like, every time I spend more time working on myself and then like I translate what I'm learning to my content, whether it's from clients, whether it's from, it seems to do better. Like it, mm -hmm. it's no longer, you have a content strategy or a sales strategy. It's make yourself better, communicate that to the world, what you're learning from experiences with clients, yourself, mm -hmm. what you're learning in a way that gets them wanting to read it. And that naturally just seems to bring leads in. And I, I find that interesting, especially the last few weeks, I spend more time trying to work on myself and the business itself rather than trying to go, Oh, buy you know, buy what I offer and I'm seeing better results from it, which I find really interesting. So I think it feels really good to finally have some systems and obviously scaling from here is a whole different conversation in itself, but yeah. um, you know, it's just, you have to just be consistent with like very little things. It's not, you know, you can't build a big picture, just drawing it out once. Yeah, dude, I love it. Um, okay, so last question I got for you, brother. Um, I know that you're a hard worker. You're the type of person you, you and I are very like, where I can sit in front of my computer for 10 hours straight and not blank if I've got a project yeah. I'm working on. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, what is it that gets you up every single day and, and gets you hustling? So like, what is it that drives you? I guess it's just like, I'm naturally a happy person. So it's hard, it's very difficult for me to be like disappointed, sad or depressed, like even when things don't go well. And I feel like there's so much of the world to experience. And I, I always look at it as like, I'm young. Like mm -hmm. I say I'm 26, I'm young. Like I tell people older than me at 80, like you're young. Like yeah. there's so much time, there's so much to experience. And I feel like it would be a disservice for me not to start to build the lifestyle I wanna be having six months from now, Yeah. right in this present moment. So to me, it's like every, moment is an investment into who you are six months from now mm -hmm. and that person six months from now is either going to be more towards your bigger vision of who you are or you're just going to be at a standstill and i think that there's i have that fear that like six months from now i'm not going to be a better person and that mm -hmm. kind of scares me to death yeah and like i'm a very happy person so at times i can just i know i can get complacent but that just the thought of okay six months from now do you want us to be in the same position yeah. that gives puts enough like appropriate fear in me to let me know that okay keep going Keep working, yeah. like learn to appreciate what you have in the moment, celebrate your wins, but keep going. Like you're not done. Yeah, dude. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. Um, yo, so far, Shad, this was fire. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, brother. Awesome. I appreciate you. Uh, we've been trying to do this podcast for a while. So we finally <laughs> got it done, dog. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Dude, I appreciate you so much. So this is Farshad. Uh, he's a beast, he's an animal. Follow him on what's your Twitter handle? How do people find same you? Same as same as Instagram. It's Farshad Sarafi. Beautiful. So Farshad Sarafi, follow him on Twitter, follow him on Instagram. This guy's a beast. Dude, thank you so much for joining me in the podcast. I appreciate no problem, you. Man. Thank you. Talk to you soon, my man. Bye. Yo, what's going on, squad? So um, that was Farshad, and um, he's awesome. Um, absolutely crushed it. So I'm super, super grateful for him coming on the podcast. He's an absolute beast. So um, if you guys have any questions about your online business, please feel free to reach out. Thank you so much for tuning into the Change Lives Make Money on the Training Podcast. I'm your host, B Mark Fit, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. 
Hey, if you're brand new here, thank you again for spending your valuable time with me. I really appreciate it. I truly do respect your time and I hope this was valuable for you. Be sure to join me on the next next episode. And thanks again so much for spending your time with me. I look forward to catching you on the next episode of Change Lives, Make Money, the Online Trainer Podcast.